0: Hi, I'm Pastor Stefan Margeson. This is the sermon podcast for Aldersgate Worship Service of Front Street United Methodist Church in Burlington, North Carolina. Come and join us each Sunday morning in person at 8.45 a.m. in the Aldersgate gym. God be with you. Morning, folks. Maybe it's not a good morning. Maybe you're overwhelmed with the rain you're hearing out there and glad that you're in here. Anyway, if you're a guest, I'm Ray, glad to have you in worship this morning at Aldersgate. Uh, the, <clears throat> did you notice as I was standing here with this, these folks, I feel like I was in the land of the giants, and that's the way I'm always with these folks. Um, Jay Helms has been a dear friend since uh, the mid-90s uh, when I was at my former church the first time. He actually came and worked with us as a student. And so that's where our relationship began, and we have been friends for a long time now. He is an elder in the United Methodist Church, and um, he works now, his ministry really, is video. Have you ever noticed uh, how ministry can happen in crazy ways? And um, so he, but let me back up, he went to Duke where he met his wonderful wife Carla, and um, then went to Asbury Seminary. And um, that's kind of where all this sort of stuff for us began. His parents, he grew up at White Plains Church, the church that I left to come here. And Carla and he, after they got married, they had four kids. Anna, who was in college, is not with them today. And then we have James and David and Roger, the little guy right over here. And they are just one of the most wonderful families you'll ever want to come across. And uh, so starting in, many of you, have any of you watched at the table? Have any of you seen that little thing we do? A couple of you? Well, good. Uh, he's the guy that does the directing and all the video editing and all that sort of stuff. He did that for free from Ju- uh, July all the way through through December. And um, so we said, well, will you keep doing it? And um, he, we said, we can't just ask him to do it free. So we started paying him in January. So m- in my wisdom, I said, well, since we're, paying you. Why don't you just come preach? So (laughs) that's called Ray's laziness. But anyway, uh, Jay is, uh, it may may not be, may not, well, don't say that. But anyway, um, it is just always a privilege and honor to introduce Jay, uh, one of my dearest friends and colleagues in ministry and a guy that never ends with ideas. His mind rolls 90 miles an hour. What? Seven. Oh, you're right. I know I'm right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It just <laughs> it never ends. So make sure your mic is on. Is it, is, can you hear me yet? Do I need flip it, the, the little pass? thing? Yep. I want to make sure you can hear. Him. But anyway, yep. uh, it's on now. <clears throat> I know you've already plotted for one, but please give Jay yeah. a warm and loving welcome. Jay Helms. <laughs> yeah, Yes.
1: So, okay. So you can't hear me. All right. All right. So uh, um, hey, hey. Thanks. Thanks for a warm welcome, and thank you for those of you who I've met who have been so warm to me. That's a big deal. Uh, anywhere where people will reach out and love you, especially before they know you, is a special thing. So thank you for that. The um, the um, I I have special memories in this gym. One of them is uh, um, reconnecting with Ray. You know uh, uh, we knew each other for a number of years, but from like the late 90s to the early to the mid-2000s. We didn't see each other, and that was before we had phones where we could keep up with each other's numbers and all that sort of stuff. And so we were at a district pastor's meeting here where uh, one idea I had that was a good one was we had a boring district Christmas party of the pastors. Am I right when I use the word boring? Yes. Okay, yes. But Ray was at the table, and we had so much fun. And the idea I'd had, I bugged our district superintendent. Don't do another boring district Christmas party. Jeannie Robertson lives here. Get her to do the thing. So he reached out and asked her for a reduced rate. She did one of our best shows ever right here. So it's a pretty pleasant memory, Ray, and I can remember sitting with our wives at the table, like right over there, right over there. And Jeannie was here and uh, that's a special memory. So you want me to slide this up? All right, so hey, um, so I I do kind of wonder though, um, if Ray loves me so much, why when I'm driving in, I look up at the sign on my watch here and on the thing it says 37 and it's raining. That's the morning you pick for me to come (laughs) preach. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, no, that's fine. Um, so, I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for Jackie Presley. I wouldn't be standing here. I'd be somewhere doing something. Jackie Presley is a lady at a church who uh, cornered me one day. I would known her since I was in high school. Cornered, she cornered me, and she said, I don't know what it is, but God will not leave me alone uh, And about something related to something God wants to do with you and with Ray. Um, this is like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And she goes, I don't know what it is, but I have actually gone into, she had means I have gone into bank accounts and moved money. Cause I think God is going to do something. And I'm standing in the hallway. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm hearing, but, uh, but she's been good to me for years, uh, a long time. And so I took her and everything she said, if you wrote it down, it would sound like a crazy person right? Like, okay, we need to avoid that or whatever, right? Uh, don't do that. Um, but, but in her eyes was a remarkable sense of earnestness, that she knew that what she was saying, well, she didn't know what to do with it, but that God was bugging her about something. And, uh, and it had to do with trying some new stuff. <clears throat> so later, Ray and I met, we would, we would meet, I've been a pastor for a number of years, put that on the hold to go do a basketball ministry and video ministry and some of this sort of stuff. In that process, Ray and I would talk a bunch. And so we, we had lunch and talked that over one day and we said, we have no idea what this is. But when somebody is being earnest like that, true, like in their eyes saying, God has genuinely bugged me to the degree I've moved money. I've called accountants and moved monies to make it available. And that's not what, I'm not saying everybody needs to do this, I'm just saying that's the moment that happened with us. And so we talked and we, so we discussed what could that mean? We didn't have any immediate answers. Who knew that that would lead to me standing here this morning, Jackie cornering us in the hall. Guess what, we never did anything else with Jackie, but she was the catalyst for something. She said it and she let it go. And what I've come to learn, uh, was actually, I learned from a Carolina graduate um, uh, named Irwin McManus. Erwin McManus uh, is a pastor in Los Angeles. He went to Elon for two years, and then he went to, uh, then he went to K- Chapel Hill, and uh, he's now uh, out in Hollywood trying to reach the people that reach the world. Um, and so you can look him up, Erwin Mo- McManus, he's at Mosaic um, is the church he's at. And uh, I heard Irwin say something that now explains my encounter with Jackie. Irwin said, "If you want to know what God is doing, especially as a community, as a family, as an individual, as it works like on every level of size of human gatherings. <clears throat> if you want to know what God is doing, look, at you. it's not in the things that you're sure about uh, in terms of like, It's not in the things where you have 95 percent of what you need to know." All right? So if you want to know what God is doing, it's not in the things where you have 95% of what you need to know. It's actually in the things where you have 5% of what you need to know. That is where God is at work. And when he said that, I was I, like, I hadn't stopped thinking about that since. It's like a haunting thing. Uh, well, what does that mean? What is it? And so, so I kind of explored, well, is that just, uh, is that just Irwin's idea? Who can trust Carolina graduates anyways? Amen. I'm kidding, of course, I married one. I married one, So, um, so. Uh, so I began to look in scripture. Is that there in the Bible? Is that there in scripture? It's all over the place if you look at it. Parable of talents. Hey, here's a bunch of money. Bye. What? What? Those people who get that money, they got 5% of what they need to know, which is I have this money and it belongs to him. Right? They don't have 95% of what they need to know at all. And one of them so terrified he buries it, right? And then he finds out what the other 95% is, right? Somewhere along the way, right? It's Parable of the Talents. It's the whole birth of the whole New Testament community. If you look at the book of Acts, it's all over Acts. It's when Jesus sends out 72. Go out, go talk to people. No, don't take anything with you. Uh, just do this. What? Uh, okay. It's in his death and resurrection. Look at, look at Good Friday, right? Look at Maundy Thursday. Look at the Last Supper and into Good Friday, it is the Annunciation, both to Joseph and to Mary. You have 5% of what you need to do, and then the angel's gone. Uh, uh, you're going to tell me more about that? No, no, no. Uh, it's Lazarus. It's when, it's when Jesus gets words that Lazarus is sick, sick in John 11. And he's like, okay, interesting. All right, we got it. Let's go over here. And he starts going the other way. Okay, gotcha and he's going somewhere else. It's constant. Um, it's uh, when Jesus called Andrew and Peter, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Okay, follow me, I guess, this is the 5%, follow me. Uh, and then feeding of the 5,000. You feed the group, you feed them, you feed them. And the disciples look at each other, what are you talking about? Uh, it's when Peter walks on water, right? Peter has 5% of what he needs to know. Oh, that's Jesus out there, starts walking on water it's a pattern it's not like jesus said and therefore when when god is doing something he will give you five percent of what you need to know it's not scripture like that it's a pattern we see over and over and over and over and over with god from the beginning to the end and uh that god will give you five percent of what you need to know and says all right let's go and you got to go along with him um and that's pretty that's pretty fantastic uh yeah right it's terrifying um, so, let me, so let me pause where it's terrifying. And then let me show you, uh, uh, let me read this to you. The Jesus, in John chapter 20, we're going to skip ahead, and then I'll get you to show a video clip, but I'll set that up. Um, uh, so this is a glimpse of the future, right? When Jesus says, oh, you feed him. Um, hey, follow me. We'd like to know the future. Well, we have the Bible, so we get to cheat a little bit, right? We get to go peek into that 95%. This is peeking into the 95% what actually happens when we say yes? It was evening on that day. This is this, uh, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked. This is after Jesus has been crucified, and they're terrified, right? Where the, the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side, then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. The 95 is starting to come into picture. The rest of that 95% that you didn't know that where they act, had to act. Um, <clears throat> they rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. Jesus is already pretty, he's like the second they see him, he's on to the next thing. He's giving him 5% more. Okay, all right, so I'm going to send you now. When he said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And this is the part, this is why we're here. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. This is a glimpse of the future that... Great things are to come when we act on the 5% that God gives us. That's what happens in the feeding of the 5,000 and all these. But God is not going to give us. If we insist on sitting where we are until God gives us 95% of what we need to know before we act, we will be sitting there forever. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So I want to show you a video that shows you what it feels like to be in the space where God is, you, can, you know God is nudging you and God is acting. And uh, um, you know, this is the moment, this video is like the moment where when you're like, hey Jesus, there's all these people here and we gotta feed them. And he turns and goes, you feed them. Do you know, like this video will show you that feeling through my daughter's basketball journey. We're gonna show you this. And uh, some of these clips are nearby. Some of these clips are in Clover Garden. Some of these clips are in Eno, uh, Eno River Academy. Which, which one, is that the name of it? Did I have it right? Eno River Academy. And um, so we're gonna look at, we're gonna take a look at Anna's journey, but tap into what this feels like. There's a moment in this video where she walks to the bench uh, after failing. Uh, and that's kind of the feeling that sometimes you feel in this 5%. It's kind of terrifying. And so, so let's take a look at Anna's journey. <clears throat> Yeah. How does that, how does that feel? And it's going to kill you. Right. Well, (laughs) she's proud of it now. Right. right? That's why we looked ahead at the end of the story. That's why we looked ahead at the end of the story. Um, so when, when Ray and Stefan and I talked about this, one of the things we wanted to tap into for a moment was if this is the pattern in which God engages us, we've got to acknowledge what it really feels like at times when we get the 5% just handed to us and then we start making attempts. Because what you don't know is, Anna was the leading scorer on her team and people had graduated, she had to try new stuff. So when she watches that, she's proud of it because she knows the toughness it took to push through all those fails. And she knew she had to now start doing things that she couldn't do yet. But she had to start acting on it. Like that is the toughest I've ever seen. A person B, well, I mean, not the, not the toughest, but I'm proud as a dad. But as a human, as a Christian, I think that's what this thing is. <clears throat> we got to start acting before we know where this thing is going to end up. we got to start acting on where God nudges us before we know where it's going. We just know, she knows she's got to have a go. Particularly one of those, she goes in there and she goes at a big kid that just stuffs her right on the ground. And she knows if she doesn't do that, then what's she even out there for she can't just do what she already knows and what she's most comfortable with. And so that's what it looks like. So, so we're just acknowledging for a moment when you start to act on the 5% that God gives you, it's gonna feel like that. <clears throat> it's gonna feel like uh, um, one of the ways we described it this week as we talked it over was like, it's like walking in the store knowing you have to buy something and you've got 5% of the money you need mm. to buy it. And you are taking it, you're putting it in the cart and you're going up to that counter and you're going, <laughs> what am I gonna do? right? <clears throat> it's like getting on a roller coaster. You ever done that? You ever gotten on one and you're like, and as soon as that thing does this and you go up that first hill and it goes click, 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 click. You know that sound? Like this was a bad idea. <laughs> there is some point when following Jesus where you will have that reaction and you will have that stage. The question is, are we tough enough? Do we love each other enough? Do we trust God enough to push through that stage? Because once you get used to recognizing that God is giving you five percent, and what God is saying to you. And once you recognize that and you just start learning to act on it, it doesn't mean you gotta do everything. Just act in the 5% that God's giving you. It doesn't mean you gotta do everything. If you just learn to do, if you learn to act in it, then that thing that used to be terrifying starts to become hope. I'm not being dramatic. I'm saying, so Anna, when she started trying some of this, she knew now, she knew, I'm only going to be bad for so long. Because I'm willing to push through this. We will figure this out. I'm only going to be bad for so long. I'm only going to not know what I'm I'm not going to know how this is going to play out for so long. And as Christians, we know that's the end of the story. You will do even greater things. Which sounds absurd. Well, who said it? It wasn't me saying it. Jesus said you'll do even greater things. But he didn't say, but I'm only gonna give you 5% of what you need to know at the start. <laughs> but that's his pattern. That's his pattern. <clears throat> so look, uh, once you get used to recognizing it and acting on it, you'll get one or two times where you start to say, oh, I'm so glad God steps in and God acts and God gives me that 5% because those become life and those become, those become our hope. Those become our hope as a people. And so um, <clears throat> the problem in the church I was a pastor at Bethel and Snow Camp, if you've ever been down there. Um, They have a fall festival. I know nobody else does, so I'm sure you know them from that. That was a joke, by the way. Uh, Everybody's got a fall festival, and they're just debating. there at the auction picking weeks that they want. Uh, We got that week. Don't you think about cooking barbecue on that weekend. We're doing ours that weekend. So I was pastor down at Snow Camp. And one of the things I noticed when it came to this issue was um, churches will either think too big or too small. Where they'll think too fast or too slow. All Jesus is asking us to do is to be in tune to, to catch it when He's giving us the 5% and then take action on that 5%. He's not asking us to act as if, uh, to, to act in the same way we would down the road. He's just asking us to act on that 5%. There's a fun book about this written by a guy named Bob Goff, just want to mention this real quick, called Love Does. Uh, this is a marvelously fun book. If you're not a reader, this is a perfect one to pick up. Um, short stories of where a guy did this and he saw what Jesus did as a result, really easy. And, and in case you didn't trust me, you know who recommended that to me? The wife of the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Kristen Polinka. actually, we went to college together and she recommended it and it was, she was right, so Love Does by Bob Goff. G-O-F-F. Great, fun book. It's just all about this. So look, here's how we live this out. We live it out by looking for where God might nudge us anywhere. And listen when somebody else says something that sounds like they're trying to articulate a way God has nudged them. And let's not be too fast, let's not be too slow. Let's not think too big, let's not think too small. Let's let it play out, because God is in charge of that 95%. We're in charge of that 5%. So here's how I envision this literally happening. I envision this, imagine if Front Street was a church where people after meetings were in the parking lot and they weren't complaining. They looked and saw a neighbor and they said, and they said, hang on a minute, wait a minute. What if we, what if we, what if we what if we once a year had uh, let's say they saw somebody walking along what if we and, uh, and it was a police officer or it was a teacher or something what if we what if we had a gathering once a year for teachers just to say we love you and we're grateful for you like what if that seriously i 'm hundred percent serious I'm not being dramatic. What if this actually was like that at Front Street? What if in the parking lot when you saw people talking, they were going What if, what if, what if, maybe, what if we, you know, if that was literally the conversations happening in the parking lot, what would this place be like? Would it be, would it be exciting to be here? Like, I'm not saying it's dull now. It's not my point. I'm just saying, could you picture that? Could you picture that? What if we, you know, so, so I'm saying, what if the conversations were people saying, what if, and they didn't have to do something today about it, except engage each other engage each other and just share because look God doesn't do something with every single one of these things but sometimes Jackie Presley finds you in the hall and says God is bothering me bugging me about this and he won't leave me alone and I know I sound like a crazy person but I think it has to do with you and it's Ray and and it's going to cost something and uh, and here I am today over here Uh, so um I'm not going to try to tighten up every edge of that. I'm just going to set that right there. But I do want to show you a glimpse of the future. Can you show us what ultimately happens with Anna? I don't want you to. I don't want you to remember the basketball story today. That's not important. I even kind of wonder. I even kind of wonder whether that happened so that we could film it, so that we could, so that we could, uh, so that we could understand something bigger through a sport. I just wonder about that because also what you don't know is that referee. Doing this at the end is a very, very close friend who happened to be at that game, who knew her very, very intimately, like as a family and as a friend, and had watched her through all that struggle. And there he is, and he's getting to do this. I just think Jesus meant it when he said, you'll do even greater things. And I think that involves us tuning ourselves into hearing, recognizing when God is nudging us, and then talking about it with each other, saying, what if... Maybe, what if we, I don't know, and somebody, and, and that person who's like, we can't do that, go, stop telling me that. Like, because God's got to figure that out. That's God's responsibility. He's given us this hope in this 5%. Let's see what else he can do. Thank you for letting me be here with you this morning.